0: So I saw that something on the news recently, I saw that the price of eggs have increased by a dollar in BC over the last like two months. And so now they're up at around like eight, nine dollars for a dozen.
1: That's crazy when you think about it, because like when I remember going grocery shopping with my mom, like even in my early teens, it was like four dollars, sometimes three fifty nine when I worked at like Safeway less than 10 years ago.
0: I know It's ridiculous. Yeah, in Canada, like, the price of food usually increases around 4% a year due to inflation. But in the last couple of years, it's risen by around 10%, which is pretty ridiculous. And I just wanted to ask how this affects you guys in your daily lives.
1: I mean, I think for Sam, it'll be a little different because he, like, grocery shops for himself and lives alone. But for me... I can just attest to like restaurants and like going out to eat casually and going to buy things here or there. I feel like the prices have risen like crazy. Like something that used to be seven, $8 at a fast food restaurant is now climbing to like 12, 13. And something that was like, you know, a dish at a restaurant that was $13 is now 1750 or whatever. It's wild. It's just I don't know. It's getting to the point where eating out used to be considered like a luxury, but now it's like almost like too much. So I don't know. And even going to a grocery store being like, I just want to get like a dip in chips to go out with my friends. Like you're, you're still up there at about 10 something. I think it's, I don't know, a little wild. <clears throat> totally.
2: Yeah. You're probably looking at more than $10 if you're looking at chips and dip. No, honestly, like, you're right. Like I, dude, I, I literally go to like cactus or say uh, a and everything. And I'll see like their guacamole and uh, like garlic bread dip. And that's like seventeen, like twenty dollars. Well,
1: I was actually talking about a grocery store. Like if you wanted to buy like a prepackaged like salsa or something and chips, you would you're right though, you would probably still be up over ten dollars because the chips are over five dollars and I'm sure that the dip is. Mm -hmm. If it's a good quality one.
2: Oh yeah, like for a big like for a nice big bag of chips and everything to to give yourself out to go along with your dip, yeah, that's gonna be probably probably more probably more than five dollars. No, depending so right. like I mean, depending on what kind of chips you, eat, depending on how classy you are. I'm a pretty classy. guy. I prefer my nice <laughs> like Tostitos, and you guys see like those that that big that big bag of corn chips that I'll always go through.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
2: those guys right. are pretty. Those guys are pretty nice and everything.
1: But yeah, I think you should speak about like grocery prices because out of us three, you're the only one that really like buys groceries. Yeah, like, so, for yourselves entire. For yourself so
2: entire. I so I'll say this and everything. It is a lot different for someone like me because this whole shit storm of like grocery prices and everything and inflation, I only really just hopped into that world last year when I moved out for the first time. And I'm finding I'm paying a minimum of $200 now. Whereas before, yeah, like I said, 150 200 Minimum now for myself is 200 But then on average, on average, I'm paying 225 to 250 sometimes upwards of 270 plus.
1: That's wild and that's, it's not how it should be. And you like try and eat a healthy diet, and t- you're showing that to do so and to maintain your weight and health, it costs that much is crazy. And you're not going to like Whole Foods, you're going to Superstore.
2: Yeah, and I'm not eating, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm not like, I'm not eating super gourmet. I'm eating like the basic healthy stuff, like just like the bare bones, basic healthy stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you were working a minimum wage job, that would be over half your monthly paycheck yeah so like how would you ever afford rent and that's one person
1: what if you have kids
0: yeah exactly rent Mm -hmm. internet there's so many different things phone plan it's it's (laughs) just on our phone plans aren't necessarily cheap (laughs) yeah yeah. it's crazy yeah
2: but no i mean like speaking of us like just living in like just these crazy tough situations have you guys heard about what's going on in ohio i have i've heard a
1: little bit but i don't know all the details
2: Basically, what happened was about a month ago, a train, a train derailed out, out in Ohio, and it was carrying multiple hazard, hazardous materials. So basically, big problem. We have a big spillage of hazardous materials over in the forest in Ohio. It's affecting the air quality. Co- no, it's not affecting the air quality as yet, but it's affecting the water and it's affecting the soil around. Mm-hmm. So basically, EPA comes in. They go and do their, they go and do their tests of the, uh, of the air and the water. And then with the governor's permission, they decide to light these chemicals on fire. And basically by doing so, created a giant toxic cloud that formed over Ohio, and it's just been moving down further across, across, across America, and it's now, it's kind of dissipating, and it's in Canada now. It's, it's from, from my knowledge, it has stopped in Toronto.
1: Wow. What, like, what chemicals are being emitted? And like, what are the, what are the harms? Do you know?
2: Yeah, so basically, the chemicals that were in the spillage was vinyl cl- vinyl chloride. It was a fo- it was hydrogen cl- and hydrogen, hydrogen chloride.
1: Okay, so what do those do? Like, how do they damage us? What are the
2: all all sort all sorts of cancers? You're talking we're talking lung cancer, brain 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 cancer, wow. different types of liver cancer, a rare and a common liver mm-hmm. cancer coming coming out of that. And on the other and on the other hand. I think it was a. Uh, it's. I think I read up. It was a. Uh, it's fos. Phosph- it's phosgene that was used as a chemical weapon back in World War One as a gas bomb.
1: Jeez, that's crazy. I mean, I even remember Scott saying something to me or showing me a video of like some acid rain out there. So I guess my next question for you, Sam, would be, um, like, how is like what are people in the area reporting? Like, how are they reacting to obviously what is toxic?
2: oh yeah well they obviously from ohio just ohio alone within like half an hour of residents coming back i think it was like february 8th and everything when the quarantine to ohio got lifted they came back and with half an hour some residents were like oh okay yeah dude we have a problem uh we got rashes and we're vom- we're vomiting we got nausea
1: did anyone die or like animals or anything
2: uh yeah yeah so there's been a bunch there's been animals there was up there was animals dying within a radius of a hundred of a hundred of a hundred kilometers in the surrounding area of like wild of wildlife and plants dying and it was report it was reported by like the like the Ohio like the department of like uh agriculture or like their forestry department that you had about 3500 fish across 12 species have died in the Ohio waterways and that's just within like the first week
0: wow wow yeah i also heard that um they actually initially actually didn't require people to evacuate which kind of amazed me because of <laughs> all these chemicals that were going into the sky that could kill people, that could cause a lot of lifetime damage. Yeah, there they advised people to leave. They said you'd probably be fine if you if you don't leave, but like you you, you can if you want to.
1: From what I've heard, it sounds like it was like downplayed, totally you know, like by totally. the government.
2: Yeah, like it's a it's a big situation and it's being totally downplayed. Like the fact is, like I heard about this when it, for when it first happened through the news sources that I follow on, let's say, on Instagram and social media. Mm-hmm. But the mainstream, like the mainstream was really only shedding light on this basically three weeks into the incident happening. So they started shining light into it around like February 18th, February 20th and everything. But this, this, this happened on February 3rd at like five, at like five in the morning.
1: Wow. Yeah. So they kept it under wraps for a while.
0: That's exactly what, what like I noticed too. Like I didn't even really start seeing things about it until like midway through february even though it started at the beginning of february
1: i mean like that stuff that kind of stuff happens all the time like with flint michigan and their water like you know it didn't magically get better one day people it just you know it was hidden it was hidden at the beginning it was hidden throughout it's hidden now like the conditions it's in it's just there's, they have a funny way of no, or a definitely. great way of guarding it from everyone else Well, so that, that's, we can that feel like, upset about that's, it
2: that's just america's way of doing it. like yeah like you said you have flint michigan you have various other like environmental disasters constantly going on in the in the u.s and their thing whenever it's something big enough like big enough like this they don't want this information getting out because it gets to get shit on the politicians and the big companies that pay them well i think it's get... also
1: then they would have to do something like they would have to take action if like especially people or the world external from the play like flint or whatever it is exactly if people are if there's public outrage they have to react they can't it, just leave it
2: for them like not they're not really taking action or anything because they care it's, it's for their reputations it's there it's for the it's for the public image and all that but um yeah yeah yo it's real like uh, i want to ask you i want to ask you something so yeah. i mean like I don't know off the top of your sets, but like, what does this like, like, could you compare this incident to anything else that's happening out in the world? You have, you guys, have you guys recently or like in your lifetime seen any other big ecological incidents like the one going on in Ohio right now?
1: I think for me, like, uh, the only thing that's coming to mind, it's not really like toxic chemicals, but yeah, as I said, just like Flint, Michigan, just like for me, I compare it just in the way that it's being treated and the way that it's kind of being buried and not brought to light enough so that the public won't be so upset and action doesn't have to be taken as swiftly as it should be.
0: Yeah. I haven't heard of anything like specifically, but like I did hear a lot about how people are upset that now that it is being brought to light, it's such a big issue. Like everyone is hearing about it now and everyone's like upset. Everyone's like, why did this happen? Mm -hmm. Even though this happens every day in other countries, it's just because it's a first world country, because America is a country that does run the world, right. it's such a big issue. Everyone's like, oh, the environment's getting affected. But this happens every single day in other countries. In but do you Africa, think that mean and, it
1: means it doesn't matter or do you think that means that it should be shed light on everywhere?
0: It should be shed light on everywhere. I think like that every, yeah. it should be taken seriously everywhere around the world and not just in your backyard, not just in yes, America.
1: Yes, I totally agree.
2: Mhm yeah exactly and like you know with, with big shit shows like this going on every single day how do you think this one in particular is going to affect like say neighboring countries or even like the neighboring states of Ohio or even or even Canada cuz like i said the mushroom the mushroom cloud it, over time it <laughs> got blown it got blown the like the toxic cloud it got blown and it spread into Toronto Sorry. Canada
1: I mean <laughs> i don't like I don't know so much about like what it like it entails that the cloud is moving over and like how this will negatively affect people's health, but obviously it's something that I hope that the government or whoever chose to light it on fire takes deep responsibility for and especially financial responsibility for like the people that need health care because of this, the people that need treatment, the people that need relocation. I believe that the government should be held accountable for that, or whoever made that decision, but, you know, the likelihood of that, I'm not too sure.
0: Yeah. I feel like that decision was kind of made by the United States, and now we're all kind of suffering from it. It's snowing, raining, and there's oil left behind, so... Wow. I feel like there needs to be some kind of anger towards the situation from Canada's part towards the United States, being like, why are we suffering from you guys messing up with the train
1: okay so the next topic i wanted to discuss was actually sent in by a viewer which is really exciting so Ooh. <laughs> before i go forward i just want to encourage everyone to continue to send us their thoughts comments questions because we love incorporating them so i wanted to talk a little bit about modern day feminism So I mean, obviously there's been a lot of strides forward with feminism, starting with like the right to vote, general, you know, basic human rights, and in some places that is still the case. So essentially what I'm saying is a lot has been achieved in the past, and women today enjoy a lot more rights than they did even a few decades back, but there's still a lot more to achieve. So based on my research, the main ideas and the issues around the world that we're still facing with feminism are the right to vote globally, the right to run for public office, the right to own property, work, receive education, equal rights within marriage, maternity leave, and autonomy over sexual and reproductive rights, such as birth control or abortion. And I wanted to talk a little bit specifically about modern-day feminism and how it's being negatively impacted by radical feminism um, and their flawed perception of what feminism is, because I know Sam and I have had some conversations about this in depth. Um, modern day feminists have a lot of negative things to say about how radical feminists are acting and the message that they're sending, because a large number of millennial women, these radical feminists, believe that feminism refers to, like, the elevation of women's status, meaning, like, the belief that women are superior to men. And in the opinion of modern day feminists, this is doing to men what has been done to women in hopes of achieving equality, which appears like improbable, foolish, and if successful, the start of a whole new human rights issue. If women address being treated unequally by trying to make men feel less, that's the opposite of what we're trying to do. And in my opinion, this is not like what feminism is, and it's giving it a bad name, and it's giving some people a reason to avoid accepting it or even addressing it. You know, because it's, it's not... It, you know, it makes it easy to dismiss
0: Totally.
1: I mean, an example or something that I wanted to bring up is, like, the modern-day, like, societal norm of, like, women dealing with, like, some incompetent men, like a girl having two bad boyfriends or whatever, and just stating, like, who needs men? All men are useless. Which, in my opinion, it's not appropriate, and it wouldn't be okay for men to say that about women. So I believe, like, and modern-day feminists do believe that in advocating for ourselves, we must not do to men what's been done to us. And, like because feminism is a belief in the equality for all people of all genders in terms of opportunity and respect. So, I mean, um, modern day feminists, as well as myself, believe that advocacy for men's rights is super important within it, such as like men's mental health, sexual assault support, and not like deeming it to only happen to women. Like in my research, I found that in Singapore, for example, they defined Rape under a certain charter as like a man penetrating a woman without consent Mm. and just to deem it that like it could only you know saying it could only happen to a woman is wrong and it's discriminatory against men and i think kind of what i'm getting at here is that radical feminism is seriously degrading the real work of feminists and what feminists actually stand for which is true equality of the sexes and like treatment or sorry equal treatment So my question to you guys, my first one, is what definition of feminism do you see people exercising more regularly? Like, do you see people putting on for men equally and, you know, not degrading other, like, genders or other people in advocating for that? Or do you see more people kind of, like, going on the other side, the radical side?
0: I think it really depends. Um, I think if you're well-educated, you understand that there are, there is a radical side. And so you got to take that side with a grain of salt. Um, That's right. And I think that if you're not as educated on the matters or you're just looking in from the outside and you only see the radical side, then you kind of think the whole thing is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit closed minded to just look at one part of a huge topic
1: yeah and that's why modern day feminists like aren't a fan of these radical feminists because they believe they're giving you know as i said before people the excuse to just shut it down and be like well that's not rooted in anything real so real feminism must you know that people are defining those people as what feminist feminism is totally sam what do you have to say about this
2: i would say from my well from my personal exposure to seeing other fem- other feminists and have them express their views. It definitely has been a little more on the, on the radical, on the radical, like just like un un unhinged, just like the whole, like the, the classic crazy, like female feminist side, like something you'd see in memes or something you'll see on the internet. And that's because, yeah, a lot of my exposure is from the internet and, you know, it's the internet. It's a, it's a big, it's a big place. So I should be seeing more, more pause, more positive, more positive things surrounding feminism. But at the end of the day, I don't, because that's kind of part of what the algorithm wants wants you to see. It wants you to see this this exaggerated view, because that's just what makes money. But it's because of that that okay. I do under I do understand there are there are there are perfectly sane women out there doing very good things for both men and women, actually promoting equality. the the actual top the the actual to- topic of true equality of true of true equality between men and women. And I think that's I think that's I think that's great. At the end of the day.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I believe like equality comes with realizing that there are different, I mean, biological strengths, not even strengths and weaknesses, just differences between the genders. Like you can't say they're the same, but you can't, it's about saying that they both deserve the same amount of respect and opportunity. And yeah, I don't know, it's been sad for me to see that message kind of go away and see, you know, in my, I don't know if I want to. In my university life, like talking to people that are being exposed to guy after guy being like, "All oh, men suck." All it's, it's negative and it eats away. Or being like, "I'm gonna take advantage of the fact that I'm a girl in this situation." I don't yeah. know. It just makes me feel like it. It pulls away from the fight and it. It, it bothers me mm-hmm. a little bit.
2: Yeah, I'm. I just, I just gotta say, I just gotta say real quick. For all like, it's mainly mainly for like those university and like sorority girls and other girls that go to UBC and everything a lot of those girls that go off and they say oh they're a feminist they want this and that but then all they do is they judge a whole group of a whole a, an entire gender and entri- mm-hmm. an entire sex an entire sex and everything just based off their experience with say two to three guys and a thing those are not actual feminists those are not actual advocates mm-hmm. for the for true equality because they have a very they have a very one-sided and and, bi- and bias and biased ignorant view
1: yeah i mean it makes me sad in my day to day just feeling like I don't know, I've expressed to you like what I see modern day feminism as and like I align more with modern day feminists than radical feminists and it's been sad for me to be around girls and even see the way that women treat each other. It's, it doesn't align with this message. It doesn't align with like a group that is united and I think that is another major obstacle in achieving, you know, certain things as a group. It it makes me a little sad.
2: Yeah, that's kind of just something that social media promotes. It It promotes like very like, uh like competitive, like backs, like backstabbing, like like almost like narc nar- narcissistic um men-
0: mentality towards other other people.
1: Scott, you have anything you want to add?
0: Well, I wanted to say one thing about you were talking about equality between men and women. I think it's even mm-hmm. more than that. I think it's more like equity because I feel like yes, there needs to be some sort of equality, but. I think there also needs to be, like you were saying before, some sort of recognition that as a man we don't have to go through a lot of things that women have to go through, and it's a lot easier for us to go through every day, wake up and just run out of the house without like just throwing on some clothes and going right to work where, (laughs) you know, women will have to wake up and do their makeup for an hour or else they'll be judged the whole day. And yeah, so I think there should be some sort of equity where, as a man, you have to understand that women do go through more. And I think it's a very fine line because
1: Yeah, you don't want to, like, tokenize them, but you want to treat them with respect. Like, you don't want to treat her like, oh, you're a princess, that's all you are to me. Because that's a different side of it, but at the same time, you want to treat women with the respect. And almost like, I get what you're saying, like, treat them with a deep understanding of their plight. Like hang out with them or sorry, when you spend time with a woman, exactly. have an understanding of the things they go through so that you can make that either easier or just make them feel like someone's there for them because of it or someone supports them. And, exactly. You
0: know, and I think just like you said, having that understanding while you're talking or while you're living your everyday life is mm-hmm. almost enough.
1: Yep. So the next question I wanted to ask you guys based on feminism was... What issues do you see as the most pressing in B.C. or Canada in terms of feminism? Like, for example, like, pay gap. Like, what what do you see in your day-to-day life where you're like, that is really unfair to women?
2: Yeah, I'm going on- to be honest. I think over here in Canada, honestly, women, women women in the West, like, abortion, 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 abortion rights aside, I think women do generally, generally tend to have it a lot better than 90% of the world like look at look I at totally
1: severe look, look, look at, at how th- lives look at, are totally different you and me
2: look at how look at how look at how things are look at how things are in like in like in in, in uh in Asian companies look at how things are over in Europe look at how things are over in Af- in africa and and in, in India for women think about how bad they ha they have they have it over they have it over there but
1: if you compare it to a terrible situation, and say well, it's not that bad, I don't think that that means it's good like well, what I'm saying for you mm-hmm. is I think that that is not true because. You can go anywhere in Vancouver at any point in the day and not feel any or anywhere, you know, in BC and not feel the kind of fear that I would feel walking down a street at 2 p.m. Or you can go to a club and you can go out for that night and you don't have to fear for your safety at any point deeply. But I do.
0: So
2: from your perspective, how, how do you propose we fix that? Like just off the t- just off the top, like how do how do you how do you think how do you think we would? Because at the end of the day, that thing when it comes to safety,
1: mm-hmm. that
2: doesn't come down to working out to working a system or to fixing any laws. That comes down to human nature and human behavior.
1: I think you're right, and I think the way that you would go about changing that is kind of along the lines of what Scott was saying earlier. It's not so much you know it can't be like a law that's imposed that's going to change it. As you said, it's social behavior. It has to be a change in behaviors. It has to be men walking around with the realization that, you know, like I see these TikToks of men that are like, I was walking behind this girl and she was scared. So I just took a different route. He knew he wasn't going to do anything to her, but he knew that that was a fear that she was going to have. And you know, that that was valid because of things that could happen to her. It's, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like moving with that awareness. Okay, That's but like, really but, all that it is.
2: But what the what does that do? What does me going off and changing the way I go in a different route down the street do to actually solve the, it, like to solve the root of the problem. Cause that's only, that's only, that's only, that's only a small, that's a well, small. Well, it actually, solves that, the root of the
1: problem because societal norms are everything. So what I mean by that is if you are hanging out with 10 of your friends and you're like, ha ha, you know, laughing at a certain joke about a woman or, you know, you all are talking about your views on how you would treat somebody. And it's, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you do this, but you know, it's like, not respectfully but i don't know that would send a different message than if you okay. held yourself to a standard of being like women deserve this you would change the minds of the people around you or maybe you're you know the yeah. people around you would change a little bit but i'm saying I, I it s- would have a domino effect because that would change the norm like let's say you two you and scott have a friends group of eight guys if you two both decide I'm standing on this, women deserve this level of respect because they've been through X, Y, Z, and you stand on that. Chances are, if the people around you are intelligent, they will catch on and respect that and change themselves too,
2: hmm. and that's
1: a domino effect.
2: And you know what? I will say it's true. The boys and I do do like the boys and I. Obviously, we do, we do, we so we do have our joke. We do have our jokes, but women, I'm not gonna lie. But at the end of the day, we do, we do, we do understand realistically that women do deserve a certain amount of respect and everything. And then yep, another thing yep. I want to I add to that is you said, you know, say if we're making some joke and it comes off as, say, like, disrespectful about a woman, what about the women doing the same thing about men?
1: And that's why I started this conversation saying that, because I understand that I'm also speaking with two guys. Yeah. Like, I, you know, as you said earlier, there are women that do hold themselves to that standard. I think that's wrong, too. I will be the woman in that room where all the girls are making certain comments that are inappropriate about men, and I will not not participate and if anything go so far as to say that is wrong and you shouldn't be doing that yeah so i for myself individually i hold myself accountable for that and i think i expect men to do the same because there are women like me that are like that i'm not going to say we're the majority but that's how social that's how you change norms
2: yep i think the biggest key factor in that is when it comes to the jokes and everything is i'm a firm believer and you joke about whatever the hell you want but at the end of the day in the back, in the in the deepest, mm-hmm. in like the deepest parts of your head and your heart, you need to understand what's, 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 what's right realistically. Like you go, go ahead. We like, we can, like you and I both agree, we can both go up on various topics, make your jokes and everything. But at mm-hmm. the end of the, but at the end of the day, like, you know, if you want to make a joke about a man, I want to make a joke about a woman. At the end of the day, you and I can look each other in the eyes and we can both say to each other, Hey, I understand that that's just, that's just a joke. And then this, the, yeah, the, yeah, this yeah. sex and everything, they do deserve that, love, that level of respect because they're both, both. Both of them live, they both live two different lives and different experiences, but they're both, but they both go through their own unique experiences and they're deserving of respect because of that.
1: No, I think so. I think like for me, I meant more like the jokes that aren't like the funny jokes. You know what I mean? Like I've been around it. I've had enough guy friends to know those jokes of like, you know, guys sitting around flaming a guy because of the way a girl looks that he hooked up with or something like that. Like those kind of jokes where they get ugly, they get mean, they no. get destructive towards the girl's existence. And it's like, truthfully, as a woman, I don't like seeing that with girls doing that to men. It's not appropriate. It's it's so wrong. So those are the kind of jokes I'm talking about. It's just having an overall respect for women, like just treating them like you would treat your sister. And i like, I see that with you. Like I see you, you know, going out on dates and like you put the effort into like you know treating them nicely making them feel like appreciated like you showed up like you put effort and like that's what i'm talking about just like respecting a woman treating her nicely like i I don't know i think that that is how you make changes like Mm -hmm. setting that standard let's say instead of doing that you sat with your friends and you're like i'm gonna take a girl to mcdonald's that's it that is setting a low standard of what women deserve. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's not about the joking. It's I about like... You, I catch it. I catch yeah. Yeah, that. Like, that's kind of what I think makes real change.
0: I think there's like a clear... Like, when guys are talking about women in that way that you were explaining earlier. Yeah. there's It's clear that if someone is joking or they're literally just butthurt. You know, like, they no, actually so really right. like so right. the girl, but they're just trying to convince themselves and everyone else that they were just a hoe or whatever. Yeah. Just so they can feel better about themselves and they can get over them easier. And I think that's really toxic for men.
1: Yeah, well, sometimes it's even, like, the friends around them that are making the comments. And, like, they, it's more disgusting when the guy allows it. But sometimes he doesn't. But either way, it's just, like, I, I don't know. For me, I appreciate the men the most that will stand against that or hold themselves and be like, this is not happening. Such as, honestly, I'm going to be real you guys like there's a reason that you're my friends i'm a woman like i'm a woman of color it's it's i wouldn't be around guys that didn't respect women or the experience of them so i think like more so like my answer to that question that i asked was would be holding yourself to that standard continuing to being oh, yeah. more like y'all
0: Yo. you gotta, you gotta you gotta do it you gotta you gotta understand when that when it's time for jokes yeah I, I don't think any of like i think personally People shouldn't be joking about it because I feel like it just. If if you're always talking about it, if you eventually will either think it or believe it or
1: say it at one point. Yeah, say it,
0: and I don't think it's always necessary. But yeah, I don't think that it's always harming people. I think that it can be very yeah, like at as the same Sam time.
1: said, as you said, there's a line, and as Sam said, like there's some things that are just human nature, and like it's just what it's gonna be. And I'm not like. I don't think by any means like feminism is going to be achieved by being like no gender can ever make jokes about another person of a different gender. But I think it's just, yeah, as you both said, knowing the line, knowing what's a joke mm-hmm. and what's not.
2: I know this might be, a, this might be a, a, a different shift in tone of the conversation, but one thing I've been noticing in Vancouver and everything is like about a year ago, and I think you guys obviously know about this too, is they brought in the 25 cent cup the 25 cent cup fee to go help with, uh, you know I guess, quote unquote, uh, the environment, to help the environment.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. what do you like, what do
2: you like, what do you guys, like, what do you guys think about that? Cause per- like personally for myself, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was, it was a big, it was a big waste of a, of a, of a city bylaw to, to in place. Cause at the end of the day, like the government, like the government and everything, they didn't even, they didn't make any money off this 25 cent cent fee. It didn't actually change the amount of waste output, from say from like cop from coffee shops and fast food stores giving giving out like recyclable cups cups and a thing overall it didn't really it didn't have honestly it honestly didn't have any any impact on the city and it just kind of caused like the residents of vancouver to kind of like just complain about
0: it
1: the thing about that is when they say okay we're going to impose a fee and it's going to be for these reasons environmental reasons why is that money going straight to back to those businesses instead of to some fund or to something that's going to help the environment. Like, it's just ridiculous to me. I think, I don't know when I think about it deeply, it seems like a way that restaurants have worked with the government or especially major ones in raising their revenue.
2: Oh yeah, exactly. Cause like you have, you have, you have a 25 cent fee you've put in place. Yeah. Let's just not collect on that as a government. Let's just not collect on this fee and just let the businesses take that as as extra pro as extra profit. Because I read, I read over in an article I think it was on the Daily High of Vancouver stating that on average, some of these business, businesses just making money from cups alone would pull in an extra like two million dollars in revenue a year just from doing that. If they were if they were selling as many as many uh, drink drink cups as they were back in 2018, projected to now. Wow. Yeah. What so did you
1: say the number was?
2: That's two, that's two. That's an extra two million dollars in cups, just from 25 cent fees
1: so yeah that's why like you know one could argue okay it's a small fee but like if it's not actually going to what it's said to be going to and that's how much money like certain companies can pull in on things that they should be offering for free that's wrong to me and also i see it as like discriminatory in a different way to impose a 25 cent cup fee because if you're homeless and you're coming into mcdonald's for a cup of water now you have to give a quarter like water it's a way to get around like the law that every i don't know if it's like uh, national or just in BC but the law that like they have to offer water to anyone that comes in, now you have to pay for the cup. Like, well actually
0: ridiculous? I think a lot of these companies are breaking the law by charging you for something that is free because you don't they don't have to charge you for a cup if they're giving you something free like water. They don't no, I think legally they do. have to charge well, you.
1: Some employees at McDonalds have told me like they the government like takes numbers on the amount of cups they have and they do have to
0: Well when they released their statement and I believe it was 2021 in like September or something. Yeah. Um, they actually released a statement saying that you could bring your own cups. Right. Because obviously, they when they released it, they said this is for environmental reasons. So now you can bring your own cup. You don't have to wait like throw out all these reusable cups. And there's no stores that actually let you fill up your own cup. They force you to yeah, buy to pay that 25 cents to buy their cups to profit their own company
1: i feel like coffee shops even like coffee shops are a little bit better with that like they will accept your mug but at the same time i noticed like even a year ago like companies when this was i don't know if it was a year ago or two years ago when it was starting but you would go and bring in your own cup to mcdonald's or whatever the hell and they would or whatever it is and they would either say like no that's not the right size to me or we can't take that because covid or whatever and it didn't even make sense because sometimes you'd be like pouring your own drink and they would say no covid and I'm like, okay, so you guys are going to use COVID as a reason that I can't use my own cup, and then there's a 25 cent cup fee. But you're saying, like, the whole incentive of bringing bring your own cup is you don't have to pay that 25 cents just to bring your own cup and be told you can't use that cup. Like that, that kind of to me demonstrates <laughs> that that's not really what this is about.
2: Yeah, it's it's really dumb and everything. And it's back to what you said about the whole thing about the cups being counted and enforced and all that. Yeah. So I read up, I read up on that, and it turns out for that that. um yeah, so te- technically these businesses do have to submit the amount of cups that they sell per year in a, within a 12-month period to the government. Yeah. But yeah. the business is not required to submit that number if they're part of a quote-unquote cup reusable sharing program. So they can just put their, that under their business saying that they're part of that program. And then obviously, you know, no one's going to no use these fucking reusable, their own reusable cups like 90% of the time. And then automatically, all that extra money they make off these cups and the number of cups that they they've sold they don't, they have, don't to, have to like, report declare? that yeah. it's such an e- mm. it's such an easy loophole
1: it is it's, yeah mean. and
2: and it overall it just makes the city bylaw it's not that's already not federally enforced, just such a lazy law, and yeah. it's a pointless and it's a pointless law yeah it's just adding more its just adding more money to suck out of us
1: i mean it upsets me every time I go to one of these like fast food chains or whatever it is it's just like it's even. Yeah, Starbucks. It upsets me. Like,
2: I mean, yeah, and you and you and you and you know what? It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of. had a thought. It's kind of like you said when like you go there and you bring your own cup and everything, and you're going to be the one filling up your drink on your own. They really, if they, if they, if they want to tell me, "Oh no, sorry, we can't accept your cup." Guess what? I'm just going to go over to the soda machine. I'm just going to fill up in front of them. I'll look them in the eyes, be like, "This is just as stupid as as your guys' law." <laughs> I'll fully, I'll fully do it. And it's so, it's so funny how these fast food workers they, they get mad at you for doing that kind of shit. It's like, dude, you're not paid enough. To, you're not paid enough to stand up for McDonald's.
1: All right. So we'll end the episode there. And with that, I just wanted to remind all of our viewers to continue to send in your comments, questions, and feedback, I guess, to our social media, because we love incorporating it. Just a reminder, our social media account is at after the smoke clears podcast on mm. Instagram. Um, we will be getting a TikTok soon, so we will post that as soon as we have it. Um, second thing I wanted to say is that this episode serves as our soft launch of our third co-host, Scott. He has decided to join us full-time on the mic, so we are excited to have you.
0: Yeah, it's good to be here. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. and um, the last and the third and final thing I wanted to discuss was that we have decided to create a new season on our podcast based on current events, social issues, and societal trends. And this is the first episode in this new season. We hope to incorporate guests and just get into a lot of different topics together. Because you know,
2: yeah, like like Cameron said before, feel free to DM us any any ideas or any topics you guys want us to discuss. And honestly, for this series, this season of uh, of current event of current events and social issues. The more controversial, the better, because that just gives us much more content to go off of, <laughs> and it gives you and it gives you guys something something interesting to look forward to.
0: It'll also give you guys a better idea of who we How are. Do you
1: think the more controversial, the better, too, or is I mean, <laughs> are you just like, what do you feel? Uh,
0: it can be controversial. It can be just something you want to hear us talk about. If you want to know our idea or our opinion about something,
1: yeah. Even sending us in a question about your life, like we're down to talk about anything. Like, Yeah, you know? if you have any
0: questions about us, I know that it, this is my first episode, so if you have any questions about me.
1: No, I even mean about well. their lives, like, you know, just like, oh, hey, yeah. this is sure. something that's happening to me, what would you think? Or hey.
0: We can give you advice. Yeah, yeah
1: whatever. Ask yeah. Sam about the gym, ask, you know, me about school, you know, ask Scott about cars, whatever it is, we are happy to talk about it.
2: Oh yeah, and feel free to send in whatever, you know, I don't know about Kirby and Scott, but if you personally have something extremely messed up or fucked up, I will talk about it.
1: All right, let's, I I mean, I totally agree. If you're going to send me something and it's interesting enough or it's something we can really have some good discussion about, it's mm-hmm. getting talked about. Yeah, so we yeah, are. We are super responsive on our social media. So please send in everything that you want us to talk about because we will incorporate it all exactly. as best as we can.
2: Yeah, we're all pretty open book to that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So with all that being said, we want to end the podcast here. Thank you so much for listening. Please tune in next week. We have a lot more exciting stuff to come. Mm -hmm. Bye, guys. Uh, Bye.
2: Bye-bye.